What's up, guys? This is uh, the Cinemaxter. It's the uh, J of all trades and the Maxter of none, if you will. More like Jack of all trades, Maxter of none. We're just going to be talking about some films, music, all that jazz. So first and foremost, Jay, how we doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Heck yeah. So what you been up to? Not much, really. Just living life and trying to watch more movies when I can. What movies have you been watching recently? I uh, watched 2001 Space Odyssey for the first time kind of recently. Classic. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's like, I mean, if you're going to watch any movie from like back then, because, you know, most movies from back then just aren't like, aren't the greatest. Yeah. But you got exceptions like Stanley Kubrick and and such and like psh, Alfred Hitchcock and all that. So like, if you're going to watch one, those are the ones to watch because all the other ones are kind of just, you know. Yeah, I try to watch more movies from back then, but it's, I don't know, it gets hard sometimes to go back and find movies that are told up now still. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's just, it's kind of just difficult because it's, it sucks because we live in a time where we have these movies produced so well yeah. that it's like, you look at it back then and, you know, the, some of the practical effects are awesome because they're practical effects, but it's like, when you have CGI versus that, it just looks so bad. Yeah. Like, when you're talking about, like, Godzilla or, um, what's the movie when, the, like, the, like, face melts off? Uh. The Thing? Or is that a different one? I think it is The Thing, actually. Okay. Um, you know, it, it looks, it looks good for the time, and people were freaked out, you know, by all that yeah. stuff back then. Um, including, like, Psycho, Poltergeist, stuff like that. And now you look at it, and it just looks goofy. Yeah, I think, I think for the most part, those there's some stuff that I think kind of works. Like a, a lot of older movies will use stop motion for some stuff, and sometimes I think that looks kind of creepier. Yeah. But it doesn't look like as like good, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Or like as real, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I feel like as I've grown up, I've kind of grown more appreciation for practical effects and like all that stuff because. I think actually what I was thinking of is Psycho, because uh, there's a there's a moment in Psycho, the original one where it like shows like I think a skeleton or there's yeah there's something with a skeleton. It's like it's some kind of jump scare I think. Yeah. Um and, like that, it looks so but it looks so stupid but it's, still like to, just to think back back then like that was peak. Yeah. That was where they were like oh, that's like what Marvel is now basically yeah. with the editing and all that but. Yeah, I think it's just, it's interesting to kind of, like, look back and see where it used to be and where we are. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. We're going to play Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. The reason why I played it is because we were talking earlier, and we were just talking about The Departed, and one of my favorite quotes ever from that movie is uh, Jack Nicholson, and he said, When I was your age, they would say you could become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying to you is, when facing with a loaded gun, What's the difference? What's good, everybody? I know what you're thinking. You're probably expecting music right now. And unfortunately, Anchor only allows us to play full songs on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, you get to hear the full song that I would be playing right now. But unfortunately, on all other platforms, it does not have the full songs. Nonetheless, you do get everything else that the podcast has to offer, except for the music. So I do apologize about the inconvenience, but I hope you keep enjoying us talk about movies and everything else. So thanks, guys. 
Welcome back to the Cinemaxter. I'm here with Jay Blazik, as hey. I said before. Uh, that was Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. Such a classic song. and I mean, what a way to begin a movie. As soon as I think of Gimme Shelter, I think of The Departed. Yeah. And or, or vice versa. And uh, I just think that's so cool how music can have that effect on movies. But what's your, like, top or, you know, just some songs that kind of, like, have that same effect for you? Um, I do think think a lot of, like, Tarantino's songs that he picks in his movies do, especially, like, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Because um, that was one, I don't know, there's just a lot of songs I could say. Because th- for me, the one I think of the most is when, um, slight spoilers, but I mean, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, when, uh, they know. If you haven't watched Pulp Fiction by now, yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I, uh, when Mia, I almost forgot her name, later is uh, ODing, and she's like, before that, she's dancing to this song. Um, I think it's You'll Be a Woman Soon. That's one of the lyrics. Yeah. I, don't, I forget if that's the name of the song or not. I think it is. Is it like the western Yeah. You'll it's like, be a woman yeah. Soon. That one I think of a lot. Because I don't know, just some with the shot and then the way she's like dancing around too. And you can, it just really like captivates like the room and the scene. Yeah. Tarantino, especially, man. I mean, He's just, like, so good at that. Yeah, like, all of his movies, I would say, at least have one song that's really good or, like, fits the scene extremely well. Especially in his, like, 90s movies, like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Those are just... Because I'm trying to think of, like, other songs in the other movies, and I can a little bit, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I was thinking uh, Inglourious Bastards, too, has some good... Not with, like, songs as much, but, like, sounds... Because I love yeah. um, when she's in the diner. I don't know if you remember, but she sees the German guy for the first time in a while, and it like Hans Landa. Yeah, it play it plays this sound. I don't know. It's just like dun, dun, dun. it's just like intense. Yeah, and it really adds to it as the camera like pans over to him. Yeah, because he's like the most evil. I'd say Hans Landa top ten most evil character yeah. ever. He's got like the same effect Lalo Salamanca does in Better Call Saul, where he's just insanely charismatic yeah i was about to say like nice but yeah not nice <laughs> yeah it's like he's almost playing around with you because he's like i'm gonna act nice yeah but like you feel not. like the people you can tell like kind of feel nice talking to them like they make them feel good but they're also scared because they can feel i don't know like something underneath kind of yeah. just like yeah it's like he's got this demon absolute demon just ready to unleash on these people yeah and it's so cool how like you can direct it in a way that you know it music does it a lot i feel like production like design definitely helps a lot with how tense the situation is because mm. you take away this like some of the music it just, like destroys the scene a lot of yeah. times yeah it's kind of crazy how like they really do music in general like songs itself actual songs that you would listen to on a regular basis yeah not that you wouldn't listen to soundtrack music but you know what i mean yeah um both of them just they have to be within one of them has to be within a movie or you're not gonna it's not yeah, a movie yeah movie incorporates so much it does like it's it's crazy because back when I, i'm saying back when because this is when i watched them like in middle school mm-hmm. i used to listen to like hans zimmer just the, the like the dark night like the <gasps> yeah <gasps> and like that itself like i would have never thought i would listen to soundtrack yeah. stuff but that was just it hit hard Mm -hmm. and it's like you take that away or put some more melancholy music it's like just a dude jumping to a yeah a ledge i uh i still catch myself doing that listening to like 
soundtracks that were like made for the movie. Like uh, I listened to the Mementos like main theme a lot. Is that also Hans Zimmer? No, it's not actually. I wrote really? it. I wrote it down. It's uh, David Julian. Hmm. What's up with dude? No one's just. Yeah, no one has a lot of just really good music for. I guess like the atmosphere. I feel like he kind of has to because like yeah. most of his movies are like this like mind boggling crazy yeah. thing happening and like it's so most of his movies even the prestige even though it's a slow burner it's like still so intense yeah and uh it's like every single one of them it's just got that intensity that really has to have some kind of good production design where it's like just this big orchestra and you know things yeah. happening in the background because if it didn't it just wouldn't it wouldn't be the same yeah at all i was also thinking that for um this is a weird one but for the first spider-man movie with uh toby mcguire yeah uh i always think about the scene when he like gets his powers and like starts climbing the wall like such a good scene in general because of how it's like shot with like starts climbing the wall and then the camera like shifts oh yeah but i was also thinking how like that scene honestly wouldn't be as good as it is if it didn't have the music it did in it because it does like the dun dun like while he's like climbing up oh, the wall yeah. like for each time he touches it it's almost not even like it's all like just sound at yeah that point. Like, yeah it's hardly even it is music it is but it's like yeah also like sound because it uh it's like music incorporated into the scene kind of yeah that's i think that's also important too. Is like it, like what you said with the Hans Landa. Like that is also one of the things. Yeah. It's, like, it's not really, music. It is music, but it's just like sound. It's yeah. like to provide what's going on. But it does a lot, a lot of the times too. I'm trying to think of another one that like does that, um, like well, Spider Man, like using is the sound that you're doing yeah. stuff. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, the soundtrack for uh, was it the Dark Knight or? Dark Knight yeah. Rises, one of them. That one does a good job with that, I think, in a lot of scenes. Yeah, true. Because it really, like, lines up with what they're doing. Well, the, the ish, ish. Yeah. Because that's them technically yeah. doing that. It doesn't really align. Well, there's just, like, times when someone's, like, I don't know. I can't think of any examples other than Spider-Man. That was a good example. Yeah. Uh, Baby Driver is filled with a bunch. Well, that's different because that's the actual songs, but they use the songs, like, in the scene. Yeah. So, like, what's going on in the scene goes along with the song. Yeah. But that's still different because they're using, like, actual songs instead of... That's, like, the whole point of the movie. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. That's... You and Baby Driver, man. Yeah, you gotta, no. <laughs> You got you to get, like, a... Put a ring on it or something. Yeah, maybe. Baby Driver and you just have this, like, special relationship, it's I swear. It's a really good movie. I know. I need to watch it. There's so much I love about it. I know that's going to be your movie that you recommend it, to me. It might be. It might be one of them. Yeah, I would had a feeling because I've been asking you to watch it forever. But there's some that I have for you that – or asking me to watch it, sorry. Um, there's some that I have for you that uh, I've been asking you to watch. Yeah. What was the first films that you remember watching and, like, really getting captivated by and, and drawing you in? The For me, when I think of, like, that, the first film that comes to mind is honestly Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So I watched that mm-hmm. pretty young, and I remember watching it and just, like you said, just being, like, captivated in it. Mesmerized. Yeah. Well, how young were you? Not, like, super young, but I mean, like, probably elementary school, early middle school-ish. Wow. Like, That's a movie. around that age. That's a movie to watch around that age. Yeah. 
probably probably yeah probably more like middle school yeah it's i think um i watched saving private ryan when i was like eight mm. and that movie i don't know if it mesmerized me it definitely didn't traumatize me it could have yeah <laughs> definitely could have but it just really i'd say mesmerized it really like it's so memorable yeah like, i remember the scene at the beginning I was also really into World War II, so this was mm. part of the reason why I was watching Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I was like, my dad was like, you have to watch this movie. And as an eight-year-old, I was like, okay. Yeah. And, uh, like, it was basically sports in World War II. That was my only interest in oh. life. And, and like, music, ACDC and uh, stuff yeah. like that. But that was just because of my dad. Um, but, yeah, dude, Saving Private Ryan, where as soon as they get off the boat, it's like everybody gets shot. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, and then they get on the beach and Tom Hanks is having that moment where he's like, he, he gets all blurred out and there's just like this real loud, like screeching, basically like a flashbang yeah. happens to him. He, all the sound is in the background and all you hear is like the high pitched flash. Mm. And he's like watching all of his um, platoon just get yeah. pretty much wiped out. And I remember the scene when the guy was looking, his arm gets blown off and he's looking for his arm yeah. and then picks up his arm <laughs> Like that, that is by far the most memorable like scene. Honestly, one of the most memorable scenes from any movie. Yeah. But probably just because seeing it so young, I was like, I think it was good that I had the background of World War Two. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's like, I don't know. You have the background, you know what happens, but it's still like different when you actually see like. And I mean, it's it's a movie. It's not the actual war, obviously, but it does such a good job of showing how like brutal it was. Right like seeing that for the first time like seeing like any like real depiction of a battlefield after like you know like just hearing like how the war goes it's different exactly than, like, yeah i think that's what hit so hard about it i was learning about it i i knew so much like i yeah. i was way into it than i should have been as an eight-year-old but then as soon as i watched that like it's probably one of the first world war ii movies i watched besides for like forrest gump and it really made me realize like wow this is the horrors of war yeah horrors not not i wasn't saying whores i always get that it's everybody thinks i'm saying whores yeah. it's horror sorry that i can't enunciate right but yeah, yeah. that's a weird one to do but uh, yeah when was the first time you watched that movie uh i think it was like middle school probably a little bit after pulp fiction or maybe a little bit before probably okay. around the same time honestly because i remember kind of oh no actually you know what i didn't see that one until high school Really? Yeah, because I remember in my, like, freshman history class, our teacher showed us the, uh, like, first scene, like, that whole scene, basically, where... Even with the arm? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fresh... Who was your... Who was your teacher? Mr. We'll edit Krog this or something? Oh, I had Mr. Krog. I don't yeah. remember that. Really? I'm we might sure have. Maybe it's because it. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. That I don't remember, like... Well, yeah, that was my first time seeing that scene. We didn't watch the whole movie, just that scene, but yeah... That's like, you might as well just watch the whole movie at that I point. I mean, yeah, that's it's probably, a long ass. That's probably like the, not worst, but worst as in violence and gore-wise. Like yeah. It might be that or Vin Diesel. Spoiler, if you haven't seen <laughs> Saving Private Ryan by Steven Spielberg, but spoiler alert. Um, or the scene when Vin Diesel dies and he's like, he's holding the note and he's like. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was about to say, who did Vin Diesel play? But that's right. Yeah. Though, yeah. He's like, Riven! Yeah. Riven! I think he's, that's, I think that's who he's calling for. But, dude, we can't talk about the beginning of our, like, film passion and all that without talking about The Dark Knight. I mean... Yeah. That's... 
That was definitely one of the, like, really good movies I saw. Like, for, it's weird, too, because I don't definitely, I don't know, I didn't, like, think it was, like, insanely good. My friend, Like, I thought it was good, but it wasn't, like, I saw that pretty young, you know, so I yeah. wasn't, like, um, there's a lot of scenes I appreciate more now, like, the the scene where um, Batman's, like, at dinner with Harvey and yeah. the girls, and it's where the famous quote where Harvey says, like, you know, you either live long enough to... Ah, uh, what is it? You live long enough to be see yourself become you the villain, die, or you die here. Yeah. yeah, you either die hero or you live long enough. You just you just yeah. flipped it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but that whole scene, and then like, cause before he meant he says that quote, he's talking about how like Batman's like probably looking for someone to take over, and then it shows like Bruce like looking at him and kind of smiling. Yeah. But like that whole scene has a lot of like stuff talked about that's important and explored throughout the movie. I think, but like when I was a kid watching that for the first time, I did not. Like was not paying attention during right, that scene exactly. really. Like, You're like, where the where the hell is Batman? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's Batman? I want to see Joker. Yeah, like that's what you want as a kid. But it's it's crazy how that that movie's always carried on with like throughout my entire like life. Like that's yeah. that's my. I mean, it'll always probably be my all time favorite movie. That's I uh I I will say that whole like trilogy is one of, I I think contender for like best movie trilogies because yeah. like i, I uh, actually rewatched uh dark knight rises kind of recently because i hadn't seen that for like you were born years. in the lights yeah <laughs> i was born in the but um uh it just made me think because i was like thinking about how like it picks off from the last movie and even ties into the first movie a lot and i was like man this is just a great trilogy all around yeah it really is begins was the one i think i watched that first but I, I was definitely watched that so, first. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I watched it like right when it came out. Yeah. Like right after. And uh, I was so young, I could barely even retain that thing. Oh, yeah. I had that one on DVD as a kid, so I actually watched that one like a lot because I just watched this stuff I had on DVDs or even before that on VHS just like over and over again. Yeah, I had that one. And I had the Dark I ended up having the Dark Knight Rises, but I never had the Dark Knight. I got the Dark Knight like later. Like, a little bit after it came out, I feel yeah. like. I, I never got Rises on DVD. Really? Yeah. I got that for my birthday or Christmas for my brother or something. I can't remember who. Huh. But I just remember asking for it. And, dude, I've seen The Dark Knight Rises maybe more than any movie I've ever really? watched. Yeah. I could I could see that it's definitely up there for, like, yeah, rewatch. I don't know what. It was just because I had it. Yeah. It was just because I had it on DVD and I didn't have anything else. I look, you probably, I definitely watched Batman Begins more back then just because I watched it so much when I had it on DVD. Exactly. Just over and over. Yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like when you have a DVD, and this was bef- this is before, like, like literally right before streaming and all that. Yeah. So it wasn't like we could just pop on Netflix and watch whatever. Yeah. You know, you just literally either had the TV, which is what I watched Dark Knight on a lot because mm-hmm. it was always on some kind of channel yeah either amc a lot of That's AMC, true, yeah um amc or like hbo or i didn't always have hbo but like just random tnt like yeah, just TNT. such fx like it had so they always had the dark knight um so i'd always watch it on there but uh if i wasn't watching tv if i didn't if i didn't find anything i just pop in the dark knight rises or i had x-men origins really yeah <laughs> watch that one way too much then realize later that it sucked yeah i watched it uh, yeah that one was a weird watch even i kind of liked it more as a kid just because i was like kind of just watch blindly watching it but even exactly. then, I was like this is weird 
Yeah, I remember. Well, because I remember when they showed Deadpool. I, I yeah. De- I definitely like under like lyingly and subconsciously had a little bit of a problem with some of the stuff in the movie, but yeah. I I didn't care that much. I was like, Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like I mean, he's Wolverine. I don't care. I don't yeah. Care what this movie's about. It's, that, especially back then, I didn't superhero movies. I was like, yeah. Heck yeah, that's what I want to watch. It's like that World War Two or. I don't know. I yeah. I, didn't, I feel like I didn't start watching other type of movies until I was like huh. in like middle school. Huh. I feel like I didn't get into war movies until a little bit later. Maybe like yeah, middle school or high school even. Did you? Were you in? Were you like obsessed? Were I was obsessed with World War Two. Like I said, were you? I was into it. I don't know if I was like obsessed really. Yeah, I was like. I did like history a lot. But I liked a lot of not like World War Two specifically. I liked a lot of I don't know different parts of history yeah yeah I like, I was, i've always been such a history like dude I, I yeah mean, greek mythology it was like basically world war ii greek mythology a lot of greek mythology I, I think sort of that had to do with class of the titans and wrath yeah. of the titans and um the renaissance and that had to do with assassin's creed mm. the video oh, game yeah yeah <laughs> uh there's i feel like honestly video games and movies were really kind of what made me want to get into certain history subjects yeah i'm trying to think what got me kind of i don't know i think i just like liked history a lot because I, I don't think i watched a lot of, like history movies maybe like shows did you watch the history like, channel no really yeah oh our uh my middle school history teacher or like it was called social studies but it's yeah. history yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah i remember he showed us uh a few shows from the History Channel, and I like them on there or in there. What, I didn't what, watch them much. What were they? One Ancient them, Aliens. And... No. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was called. I think it was just called like Mankind. Really? I think so. I don't know if I remember that one. That one was actually really good. Huh. I I, I watched like random ones. Like you know, it's so weird. Pawn Stars on eight. I never History. watched Pawn Stars. Yeah, I didn't watch it back then, but I have watched it since. Huh. Uh, Vikings, like all the deadliest warrior and like Viking stuff, anything yeah. that had to, it was mostly shows that were like based on different stuff. But I don't, I don't really remember. I was really into. I like, watched a lot of documentaries. Ancient too. Egypt stuff too. Yeah, I never was interested in that too much when I was younger. And then like, I don't know. And then you mentioned it, but Greek mythology, I was really into too. Yeah, that's like. I feel like anybody it Sorry. came from percy jackson mostly from that yeah book series. honestly that might be what yeah that actually <laughs> now that you say that i might be what introduced it to me or like is what i was introduced to yeah i think a little bit though before because what i would do in elementary school mm-hmm. is i would go to a library and i'd go to the non-fiction section and i mm-hmm. just like look through all the the books and stuff and i remember i was super into survival stuff really huge i think it's because when my dad had that huge accident when i was like in fourth grade mm-hmm. it's like he survived and i was like i don't know i just was really interested in how people like survive yeah these different like disasters and um one example is you know the movie soul surfer i don't, I don't think i do know that one it's about this like surfer girl that's like was really good at surfing. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I do know that one. Actually, what was her yeah. name? Like Alexis, like Hamilton or something like that. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe Jamie. Jamie, can you fact check me? <laughs> can you fact check me? Um, I don't remember what her name was. But anyway, the whole point of it 
she like was surfing and then she got like bit by a shark. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I remember seeing like stuff about that movie. Bethany Hamilton. Bethany. I was close. I got the I got the last name right. Yeah. But yeah, she uh, courageously overcame all odds and she lost her arm from a shark. Yeah, and I remember. Came back and like. I remember like hearing about that movie, but I never saw it. Or, like, seeing the trailer or something. And then also 127 Hours. I was Yeah, that was making me think of that. That one. I haven't seen it either, but uh, I know it's a tough watch, kind of. Yeah. I've seen the... I don't know if you've seen the scene where he's, like, cut into his arm. Yeah. That scene's brutal. I, I read that. Whatever. I think it's a... I think the book... Yeah, I think he wrote a book about it. Yeah. yeah. I read the book. Um, I didn't... Mind you, books back then for me... Oh yeah, I didn't really read much, but I, I read that. Hated reading until middle school, and then all of a sudden I like loved it out of nowhere. Actually, now that I think about it, I might have read more back then than I really ever did. Yeah, but it was a lot of like not novels. It was like yeah. a lot of like stories, huh. like within not a picture book. It wasn't a picture book, but it like was articles, kind of graphic. Like... It had graphics though. Yeah, 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 kind of like articles. I'd say yeah. almost, but and like. It was put in a book. Yeah. Is what it was. Um, but yeah, that was like one of the main ones. And then there's one uh, where a guy was hiking up a mountain. I think it was Everest. And he survived. But I can't uh, remember his name. I think they made a movie about it. Maybe. Probably. I mean, right, yeah. yeah. Like, how could they not? Isn't, um, what's, who's 127 Hours directed by? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, as soon as you said that, I wanted to say Spike Jones, who directed her, but I don't think it is. I think it might be, um, yeah, Danny Boyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. The reason why I said Spike Jones is because lately I've been looking through directors and like Spike Jones made her. I can't name okay. another movie. I I know other movies that he's made. Yeah. I know I've I think I've watched another one, but I can't think of any. Sounds others. familiar. I feel like I would know one of his movies. I haven't seen her, but I know the movie. Yeah, like I've seen it, but um, but he, well, you got Spike Lee and then you got Spike Jones. Yeah, I know I know Spike Lee movies. Yeah, but I, I feel Spike Jones sounds familiar too. Yeah, he, I, I can't remember what else he made. Yeah, I could, Jamie, I'm sure it's something. <laughs> Jamie, uh, fact check me. Um, but the whole point of me saying that is because him and Danny Boyle. I only know Danny Boyle for making Train Spotting, but I know mm. when I looked up his other movies, I've seen other ones like 127 Hours. Yeah. So that's what made me think of Spike. Yeah. Danny kinda... Boyle has a weird, weird film list. Yeah. Some people just do. It's yeah. weird. It's so weird. Just like Edgar, right? Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Or whenever that was. I don't think we were talking that's about that. That's right. Yeah. Um, he has a weird list too. Edgar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got Hot Fuzz and. Uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, kind of, I can see, but then he's got, like, Scott Pilgrim and, uh, well, Ant-Man, and then Baby Driver. Those all, except for Baby Driver, those all kind of, like, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. I don't know, Scott Pilgrim's a little weirder than I feel like Shaun of the Dead, at least. Yeah, actually, I've seen some, I've obviously seen scenes from Shaun of the Dead, but I remember everybody's talking about that movie, and I never saw it. I didn't see it. Oh, I mean, I've seen it, but I didn't see it, like, when it was popular. I saw it, like, a while after that. And that will conclude part one for the Cinemaxers podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Part two will be down below or above or wherever it may be, wherever you're listening to this podcast. 
It's going to be about the films that really gave Jay and I the passion for cinema and the films that transcended that passion. We'll be talking about recommendations, a little bit of the Oscars, and just, you know, some other things. So stay tuned for that. Part two is down below or again, wherever it may be. But thank you guys for listening and I hope you enjoy.